الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فذكروني اذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اعني على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم from birth to death whatever the needs of this insan are deen has provided guidance in all those regards and the greatest need that this insan has is to recognize his rabb and creator so while deen has provided for us guidance in all our day to day issues as well and every aspect of life has been thought to us of how to conduct ourselves but our greatest need is how to recognize allah tbaraka wa taala the person has fulfilled all his needs of life he has earned the dunya he has amassed the material things of this world he has recognized the power of technology he has done many many things but if he failed to recognize the creator of this universe fail to recognize who is sustaining us who is nourishing us then all the other things that a person achieves and does is of no avail because the real thing will only be what he has acquired in terms of the marifat and recognition of allah taala when the eyes close of a person then the reality counts and the reality is this then everything of dunya will get left behind nothing will come along what will come along is what he has recognized of allah tbaraka wa taala and his obedience to allah taala his iman his amal so the whole deen is extremely important and this deen is filled with the lessons of recognizing allah taala on one occasion nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam took the hand of hazrat muaz radhiyallahu taala an and then he said to him wallahi inni la uhibbuka ya muaz Subhanallah can we imagine Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam saying to Hazrat Muaz radhiyallahu anhu taking a qasam of Allah taala wallah Allah's Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam what doubt could they have been in anybody's mind any sahabi's mind that what he is saying is 100% what he is saying is what he means unlike us sometimes we say something but the heart is something else there is in conformity with the tongue and the heart the heart is saying some the tongue is saying sometimes that i was really missing you from a long time that's the tongue is saying but the heart is saying that well i didn't even miss you at all sometimes the tongue is saying that i was really wishing that you would come and the heart is saying i don't know why you came 
So the heart and the tongue, the conformity of it is often absent. But Allah's Nabi Wasallam, what he says is what his heart is. There was no doubt in that. But despite that, he takes a qasam. And he says to Hazrat Mu'adh radiallahu anhu, Wallah, inni la'uhibbuka ya Mu'adh. I love you, with la'uhibbuk, with certainty, with emphasis. I certainly love you, O Mu'adh. Can we imagine the condition of the heart of Hazrat Mu'adh radiallahu anhu when he heard this? So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is expressing his muhabbat for him. And Hazrat Mu'adh radiallahu anhu responds that, وَأَنَا وَاللَّهِ أُحِبُّكَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ By Allah, I also love you. And the love of the Sahabah Ikram, who can imagine the love they had for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? After having expressed this muhabbat and love for him, then when a person has true love and true muhabbat, then that true muhabbat, it dictates that a person is looking for the next person's well-wishing all the time. Looking for the best for the beloved all the time. It is not possible that there is true muhabbat, but there isn't this well-wishing. There is true muhabbat, but there isn't any concern of what is the outcome of the next person, the person who we are claiming and professing to have muhabbat for, whether he anything good comes or anything bad comes in his way, what, what it does it matter to us, not possible. With true muhabbat, that's not possible. So now because this muhabbat was there, Nabi Wasallam is now then giving him some advice which is the dictates of muhabbat when a person truly has muhabbat he will want to see the best for the next and what can be better than taking a person towards that which is of everlasting happiness and peace the path to jannah so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying to hazrat muaz radiyallahu an that muaz La tada'an usik. First he says to him, I am emphasizing upon you. I am giving you this advice, but very emphasized advice. I am giving you this emphasized advice. That la tada'anna dubura kulli salatin. Antaqul. That never ever omit reciting this after any salah. After every salah, make sure you recite this. Nabi Salaam is teaching him on dua to recite. And this Lesson that he is giving him after having expressed his muhabbat for him. That this is the dictates of that muhabbat. So Nabi Salaam is saying to him that don't ever omit reciting this after any salah. Reciting what? Then he teaches him one simple dua. Very simple dua. Allahumma inni ala dhikrik wa shukrik wa husni ibadatik. Only three things. But in these three things everything is there. This was the mu'jiza and the miracle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah ta'ala had blessed him with jawami'ul kalim. That in a very few short words, he would encompass volumes, rather oceans of knowledge. So in these three short statements, which is a dua, which is filled with ta'aleem. Allahumma inni ala dhikrik. O Allah, assist me to remember you. Wa shukrik. Allah, help me to be grateful to you. And Ya Allah, help me to worship you in a perfect manner. Now these are outwardly just three statements, three du'as, mashallah, very good du'as, but the depth of it, that what does it really 
entail? What does it encompass? What depth there is in these three things? So just to get a brief understanding of it, that what is really contained in these three du'as? First thing Hazrat Nabi Sallallahu teaches Hazrat Mu'az that say and make this du'a Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrik Ya Allah help me This already is a very big lesson That in everything turn to Allah Ta'ala for help To the extent that even the tawfiq of righteousness comes from Allah Ta'ala Ask Him for help And when there is any obstacle in the way of the obedience of Allah Ta'ala Then turn to Him وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ نَزْغٌ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ Shaitan comes in the way to try and deviate Turn to Allah Ta'ala Seek his help, seek his protection. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْ إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِّنَ الشَّيْطَانِ تَذَكَّرُوا فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْصِرُونَ In every condition, turn to Allah Ta'ala. For the righteousness, for the tawfiq of righteousness also to turn to Him. So, Allahumma a'inni, Ya Allah, you help me. Help me for what? Ala dhikrik. To remember you. Now, there are so many things in deen. But the first thing that is being asked, and the Beast Allah is saying to him, don't ever leave this out after any salah. So now that itself highlights the importance. How important this is. After having expressed his very deep love for him, and then he says to him, O Sikh, I'm emphasizing this upon you. I'm emphasizing this upon you. Don't ever leave this out after any salah. Not just to be recited in a parrot fashion and done with, but to take the lesson of it after every salah. On the one hand to beg these du'as and in the form of making the du'a reminding oneself of the lesson in the du'a. So this itself is showing us how important this is and what depth there might be in it. So now this first lesson is Ya Allah help me to remember you. Now there's so many amal of deen, so many fundamental aspects to be concerned about, to be fulfilling. And out of all these things, the one aspect that is mentioned first, Ya Allah, help me to remember you. The reason is that the zikr is the essence of every ibadat. If it is salah also, وَأَقِيمِ salata li dhikri Establish the salah for my remembrance, Allah Ta'ala says. If it is hajj, then فَإِذَا قَضَيْتُمْ manasikakum. فَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَذِكْرِكُمْ آبَاءَكُمْ أَوْ أَشَدَّ ذِكْرًا You've completed your rites of hajj, your main tenets of hajj are complete, you completed the wukuf of Arafah and the other main aspects of hajj on the 10th of Zulhijjah you have completed, now you are in Mina. So the days of Mina are not a place of merrymaking and partying. Unfortunately, many a times, this is what becomes. Now, the ninth of Zulhijjah, everything came to a peak, everybody was in a certain frame of mind, and then the tenth and the ninth and tenth are very, very busy days, and a lot of things are to be done in these days, and by the time the eleventh comes, person now is somewhat exhausted, tired, so now everything just runs flat. And Mina unfortunately sometimes then becomes a place of merrymaking and partying, just because now we have to be there and go and pelt the Jamarat. Then that is done and the rest of it, the rest of the time, is just spent in idle talk. And Allah forbid, sometimes it goes away into ghibad. And 
vulgarity and the whole essence of their hajj gets lost right there in the days of hajj. So Allah is saying, now that you've completed your main tenets of hajj, your rights of hajj, and now you are in mina, now come to the essence of it. That now you remember Allah wa ta'ala. And how, like in the times of jahiliyat, people would gather in mina, and then they would now remember their forefathers. And somebody would sing some poems in praise of their forefather and somebody else will come and sing some praise in some poetry in praise of his forefather to outdo the first person and somebody will come and praise his entire lineage and somebody will praise his tribe and this will carry on the whole time so the whole time would be occupied in this Allah Ta'ala says how you used to spend your whole day and night in these praises of your forefathers now you remember Allah Ta'ala in that manner not just like that manner oh ashad the dhikra more intensely more intensely now you remember Allah Ta'ala. You've come now to the essence of it. So it was Salah also, the essence was Zikr. And when it comes to Hajj also, the essence is Zikr. And in this manner we open and look at all the A'mal of Deen, the essence of it is Zikr. Because if there is Zikr in the life of a person, one is the Zahiri Zikr. The Zahiri Zikr, the external Zikr, which is something that has been emphasized in the Ahadith. The zikr of the tongue, person reciting subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, allahu akbar. This is baqiyatu salihat. This keeps a person's amal growing all the time. And whether it is istighfar, whether it is duru sharif, whether it is tilawat of the Quran sharif, whether it is dua, all this is zikr. A person is in the state of zikr by means of dua. He is begging Allah ta'ala, too he is remembering Allah ta'ala. He is reciting the masnoon du'as, the various du'as of the different occasions. His eyes opened up in the morning, he is remembering Allah Ta'ala. And he is reciting the du'a of waking up. Alhamdulillah illadhi ahyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhim nushur. He starts off his moment of waking up with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. He needs to now relieve himself, he goes to the toilet. Before entering the toilet, there is a du'a to recite. After coming out from the toilet, there is a du'a Nabi Salaam taught. Before he starts his wudu, there is du'a. During wudu this dua, after wudu this dua, and in this way the whole day till the last moment when he goes to sleep, there are duas. So with the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, with the tasbihat, with the tilawat of the Quran Sharif, with these masnoon duas, all this is part of zikr, and a very important part of zikr. In one hadith, hadith Qudsi, with hadith Allah Ta'ala says, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam quotes Allah Ta'ala, that Allah Ta'ala says, that I am with my servant. Ana ma'a abdi idha dhakarani wa harrakat bi shafatah. That when he remembers me and his lips are moving in my remembrance, then I am with him. I am with him when his lips are moving in my remembrance. This is a verbal zikr. And this brings the nearness of Allah Ta'ala. So this is also zikr. But when this verbal zikr continues, and it comes to a level that it starts impacting on the heart. This is the essence of it. That now the heart turns to Allah Ta'ala. And even in a person's silent moments also, he is still in communication with Allah Ta'ala. His heart is linked all the time, whether he is busy in his business, whether he is in his job or profession, whether he is driving and traveling somewhere, whether he is trying to sleep, 
but his heart is connected to Allah Ta'ala. Now this is a higher form of the zikr, which is accompanied by the verbal zikr. Verbal zikr doesn't stop. Verbal zikr carries on. But then this brings about the zikr of the heart. And this direct communication with Allah Ta'ala. Like the couplet of the Khadiyah Sahib Rahmatullah he explains this reality and he says tum sa koi hamdam koi damsaaz nahi baate to hai har dam magar aawaaz nahi ya allah there is no companion like you tum sa koi hamdam koi damsaaz nahi baate to hai har dam ya allah every moment there is this communication and conversation that's taking place with you magar aawaaz nahi there is no voice and sound in it only bas hum tum hi aagaah hai is rabt khafi se kisi aur ko magar ye raaz khabar nahi hai Allah, only you and I are aware of this secret connection. This is a secret connection. Nobody else is aware of this link between the banda and his rab. But now this is the essence of it. And the zikr brings that impact on the heart. And this is the king. The heart is king. This is what the whole focus is towards. To rectifying the heart. Many a times... This too is alhamdulillah something that is to be appreciated. That a person now starts coming onto amal, externally he starts making some changes. Mashallah, that's step one. That's too is something to be embraced, to be accepted, to be appreciated. And this too is a very great favor from Allah Ta'ala. That a person was far away from his salah, for example, he started coming onto his salah. Excellent. Somebody was not making any tilawat of the Quran Sharif, he started making tilawat of the Quran Sharif. Somebody was not making any zikr at all, he's making some zikr now. Person was spending all his time in haram activities, now he's spending his time in the khidmat of the deen of Allah Ta'ala. He is making effort in the path of Allah Ta'ala. So all these things are extremely great. But on top of all that, is that the main thing is that the heart has to be turned positively to Allah Ta'ala. The condition of the heart has to become that where the heart becomes primarily filled with the love of Allah Ta'ala. And that then dictates everything else. And when that is not the case, so a person, mashallah, is performing his salah, but then suddenly if it is holiday time, then even though he might still be performing his salah in that holiday time, but how he is conducting himself in the rest of that day, where is he going to, who is he interacting with, where is he intermingling, that doesn't matter to him. But his salah, he'll make it on time, alhamdulillah. So mashallah, that is something to still be very appreciative of. That is still a very great favor of Allah Ta'ala is performing his salah. But the heart, it hasn't focused to Allah Ta'ala entirely. The person, mashallah, is fulfilling some other amal of deen. He's adopting the appearance of deen. Mashallah, excellent. He is coming closer to the sunnah in terms of his appearance, his attire. Excellent, this is a very good thing. But now comes a nikah, a wedding in the family. And now that is just had conducted in any way, the way of the Yahud and Nasara. Then suddenly the music is there, the dancing is there, Allah forbid. And every kind of wastage is there. Because the heart hasn't yet turned fully. The heart is still stuck in things. But whatever the apparent things are happening, the correct things, the positive things, that is Alhamdulillah, that is still very good. But it is not yet that what is supposed to have happened in the essence of it, that the heart turns positively, that is still behind. 
And that is the object of this constant zikr. This deep zikr on the heart, this is the destination that the heart turns also to Allah Ta'ala. And that in every condition now, the heart is first asking, is this going to be pleasing to Allah Ta'ala or displeasing to Him? Allah Ta'ala is going to be pleased with it, then I will do it. Allah Ta'ala is displeased with it, I can't come close to it. Not for me then. The heart is king. Sometimes the outward amal will be there. But if that heart hasn't yet been impacted on, when that heart hasn't fully turned to Allah Ta'ala, that outward amal also could be done, the right things can be done, but still be of no avail to a person. The right thing can be done, and instead of being a source of benefit for the person, can become a source of additional adab Allah forbid. One person is very generous, for example. So, MashaAllah, he is spending in many avenues of good. He is spending in the cause of deen, on the orphans, on the widows, on the needy, in building masajid, madaris, and in various things. Now he is asked, what is the purpose of spending? Why are you doing this? What is your object? So he says, well the object is clear. There are so many great virtues for all this. Allah Ta'ala will become pleased. And this will become a means of sadaqah jariya. This will become a means of recurring reward. So I want to have this. I want to transfer my currency to the akhirat. Leaving it here in dunya is not going to help me when I am gone. I want to send it ahead of me. Whatever will be left for others will be left, but I want to send something beforehand for me. And I want to please Allah Ta'ala. So mashallah, he's understood his objective, and Allah Ta'ala will reward him accordingly. He has his niyat correct. And another person is also doing the same, 100% the same. He hasn't shirt in spending in any cause of deen. And he has surpassed the first person also. Now somebody asked him one day that look please between you and Allah Ta'ala what's in your heart you tell me why are you spending so much what is the bottom line so but now he is really put in the corner now to say what is the bottom line and he says well you see that person was doing so much now so I didn't want to get left behind I wanted to show that I can do one better because after all he's my colleague now, so I go to now show that I can do one better. Or is my friend, or is my whatever he is. So I this rivalry now. I want to show that I can do better than you. So the whole thing became for show. Or to get the praise of people. Now the outward action was very good. But that heart yet wasn't impacted on. Because Allah Ta'ala's consciousness hadn't developed in the heart. One person is outwardly holding back he's being asked to contribute to something some charitable cause whatever it might be he's apparently holding back not giving anything so now somebody thinks this person is a miserly person he's got apparently something to give but he doesn't want to give anything but now somebody asks him look be honest what is the reason why you don't want to give anything so he says the reason is that I'm owing people money I have some assets, but I'm owing more than what I have. And now if I'm going to be spending in charity, and these debts are overdue already. So what good have I done? 
Matarul Ghani Yulmun. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu says that a person who has the funds to pay, meaning above his basic necessities, he has the ability to pay off his debts, and he's still pulling after the due date. This is zulm. This is oppression. I don't want to be guilty of oppression. Now, outwardly he is miserly, but his heart is in order. That doesn't matter what people might think. Doesn't matter what somebody might say that you don't have any heart to give or you're a miserly person. But Allah Ta'ala must not become displeased. And I must not trample anybody's right. So outwardly he's a miser, but his heart is in the right place. He is doing the right thing. Now when this will happen, when the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala is in the heart, then it is not what people will think, what who will say. Will Allah Ta'ala be pleased? Will Allah Ta'ala be happy with what I'm going to do? What I want to say, will Allah Ta'ala be happy with it? Is it just to, is it really to please Allah Ta'ala that I'm going to say this right thing? Or is it to score points? That now I've got the opportunity to put somebody in his place. So I'll be saying the right thing, but with the wrong objective. It's not just to please Allah Ta'ala and to help my fellow Muslim. It's just to put somebody in his place. Last time he said something to me, I got a chance now. So the whole point comes back to the heart. And this is the aspect of the zikr. That to the extent that the verbal zikr brings about then the reality of zikr. Where this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala permeates the heart. And now this dictates everything that he does, what he says, what he does, what he thinks also. That that thinking of his also, is Allah Ta'ala happy with me thinking this? Is this thought of mine, this deliberate thought, one is a waswasa, one is a stray thought of shaitan, one is a whisper of shaitan, the stray thoughts that just pass through the heart, this does not harm a person, provided he does not entertain it. It comes on his own, let it go on his own. Don't pay any attention to it. But now a person is deliberately thinking, planning. So now his first thought would be that this deliberate thinking of mine, what I'm thinking of, is this taking me closer to Allah Ta'ala? Is it enlightening my heart? Or is this thought bringing zulmat and darkness in my heart? Because if this thought is not pleasing to Allah Ta'ala and I'm deliberately entertaining it, I'm deliberately running with this thought, then it's creating darkness in my heart. And the more darkness and zulmat comes, the more it will take me away from Allah Ta'ala. It will harden my heart. I will have no inclination towards righteousness then. So this is the first aspect that Nabi Islam is teaching in this dua. Allahumma inni ala dhikrik. Allah assist me to remember you. Because if this remembrance of Allah Ta'ala comes in reality, then the entire essence of deen will come. When the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala comes in reality, a person is no question of his, him missing his salah. But then his salah will also be a salah in reality. His zakat will be zakat in reality. His hajj will be hajj in reality. His fasting will be fasting in reality. And his sadaqah will also be sadaqah in reality. And every other amal of deen, there will be ruh and life in it. So this is the first lesson Nabi Islam gave us. And then together with that Nabi Islam says, Allahumma inni ala dhikrik wa shukrik. Allah help me to be grateful to you. Help me to be expressing the shukr in reality to you. In the Quran Sharif also, Allah Ta'ala gives the command, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرُكُمْ 
you remember me i will remember you you remember me bil ita'a with obedience i will remember you with showering my bounties upon you bil inaya so the first was zikr and immediately allah taala says washkuruni you remember me and be grateful to me and when a person truly remembers allah taala then only he'll be able to be truly grateful to allah taala because now he'll be conscious of every nimat of allah taala the beautiful dua nabi sallallahu taught first thing in the morning or in the morning duas among the morning duas and in one hadith nabi sallallahu says that every bounty of allah taala and in this body there are 360 joints every joint also there is this shukr required upon it and every bounty of allah taala there is a shukr person who recites this dua in the morning then faqad adda shukra yawmihi he has fulfilled the shukr of that day he recites it in the evening he has fulfilled the shukr of the night allahumma ma asbaha bi min ni'matin aw bi ahadin min khalqik fa minka wahdak ya allah whatever bounty i have whatever bounty any person on this earth has been blessed with where is this come from from minka wahda ki allah it come from you alone now this is zikr he is remembering allah taala allah is not mine i didn't achieve it it's not my work it's not my intelligence it's nothing to do with me allah you blessed it now this is zikr from minka wahda la sharika lak ya allah it is you have no partner now this is zikr now when the zikr came falak alhamd walak ashkur all praise is due to you all gratitude to you the zikr brought about shukr if there isn't the zikr there won't be shukr also then they'll all the time be complaint person will forget all the bounties countless innumerable bounties and he'll be focusing on the few little challenges that might be in front of him he'll complain about the few challenges and forget all the bounties of allah taala whereas these are tests these are challenges but the shukr must never stop and the shukr is the antidote for all those feelings that come about in the heart of despondency of feeling low depression anxiety when the shukr in reality is in the heart of a person shukr brings about that happiness in the heart because there's so much to be thankful for and a person who's truly grateful and thankful to allah taala his heart will fill up with this happiness So ya Allah you enable me to remember you and enable me to be grateful to you la in shakartum la azidannakum Allah Taala says you are grateful to me and I will increase my bounties and favors upon you so the shukr and the shukr is something that is a very great ibadat person is sitting apparently doing nothing but in his heart he is remembering Allah Taala and making shukr to Allah Taala for his bounties nobody knows what's going on somebody thinks he's just sitting idly but he's involved in a very great ibadat this has to become the first nature of a person shukr in everything shukr in everything everything he thinks about in a positive way one person who was a very had some authority and some might might have been a king or a ruler or whatever and there was one very poor person passing by so now this person in a little bit of a mocking manner and this person was apparently now 
saying something to himself or whatever. He is passing by. So this person with that might and he said to him, what are you doing? So he said, I'm making shukar. So what shukar are you making? Making shukar Allah Ta'ala didn't make me mighty and proud that I would commit zulm on others. Allah Ta'ala kept me safe from that. So he gave him a beautiful lesson too. But he passed by making shukar. That the shukar was in his heart and life. That Allah Ta'ala saved me from the situation. He didn't look at it in another angle. A person devoid of this would have looked at that wealth and that might this person had and thought about that, I wish I had that. Whereas sometimes wishing for what somebody else has from the apparent things of dunya, sometimes it's very good and sometimes it is filled with what else? Allah knows. And a person is wishing for it, it will come with everything. Sometimes it's filled with fire inside. He doesn't know. Sometimes it's full of barkats. And sometimes it's full of fire inside. And now he's wishing, I wish I had it. And that wish comes true, he'll come with everything. He'll come with the fire as well. So, this sugar will come when the zikr is in there. And the sugar is something that has a very great, it takes a person very close to Allah wa ta'ala. The person who shakir, a person has eaten and he's grateful to Allah Ta'ala. That gratitude of his takes him to the level of shakir, sabir. The person was fasting with sabr. This person had eaten but he made shukar, he gets that reward. So shukar is a very great thing. And to make this habit of shukar. And then the third thing Nabi Islam teaches in this dua wa husni ibadatik. One is ibadat. But the other is husni ibadat. One is a structure, a building, for example, is a house. The walls are there, the roof is there, the floor is there, and perhaps there's running water in it also. So it's a house. But nobody wants to live in that house if he can do better. And he strives to do better. He borrows to make it better. He wants to paint it. He wants to put something on the bare floor also. He wants to have it carpeted maybe. He wants to have some lighting. He wants to have it maybe he can try and put in an air conditioner in there so that it will be comfortable for him. He wants to have all the furniture and fittings in it. He wants to put curtains on. And he wants to do all these things. He doesn't want to just leave it bare. Whereas that bare house is also a house. But he wants to have a good house. He wants to have a comfortable house. He wants to make it such that it will now give him that extra comfort in it. So one is ibadat. The way we go about it. We're trying to just cut it to the bare minimum. And unfortunately that bare minimum also is so deficient. And the other is husna ibadat. That a person takes pains to beautify that ibadat. A person is making wudu. So now he wants to make the best wudu. So he's using the miswak also. Because now this will be husna ibadat. He'll multiply the salah 70 times. Now he's performing that wudu. So he wants to perform that wudu in the sunnah manner. He wants to perform it in the way that will get all his sins washed off. So he's reciting the dua. The dua during wudu. Allahumma ghfir li dhambi wa wasi' li fi dari wa barik li fi rizqi. So he gets all his sins washed off also. He's performing his salah. He's trying to perform the best salah. And then he's not just cutting it down to as briefly as he can. Just the farz and he's gone. 
and he's making his sunnah properly and he's trying to perform some nafil at least in the day also because now he wants to make it husna ibadat whatever he's doing he's trying to go out of his way to do it in the best way possible now when he's doing this then he gets the true connection with Allah Ta'ala so the thing that he's asking for is Ya Allah enable me to perform my ibadat every ibadat and worship you in the way that you truly become happy in a way that I become beloved to you now there's one short dua very concise dua but so many things in it and the essence of all is the zikr and the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala so one is as we said this verbal zikr this requires that we have some specific azkar tasbihat which are performed on a daily basis in a dedicated manner person sitting with no distraction and with his heart focused towards Allah Ta'ala remembering Allah Ta'ala in solitude and developing this connection with Allah Ta'ala so this is some part of the day whether it's five minutes in the day something more that is something to have as part of our daily life without fail some part of our day is dedicated for the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala and together with that goes all the other dhikr that we spoke about the dhikr of dua, the dhikr of tilawat of the Quran Sharif, the dhikr of the masnoon duas the very very great dhikr of refraining consciously from guna and sin this too is a very great dhikr that a person is tempted to commit haram and at that time he is refraining himself this is a very great form of dhikr and this sometimes surpasses all the other forms of zikr because in this particular zikr there is a greater mujahada the heart breaks but he says let the heart break but I won't break the command of Allah Ta'ala so this is a very very great zikr the zikr of reminding others of deen this is double zikr it is zikr and it is tazkir so together with the zikr that a person will make in a dedicated manner time specified for it and like he doesn't have, leave for work in the morning without having his breakfast he doesn't start his day without his spiritual nourishment without his ruhani nashta his spiritual breakfast that is the zikr of Allah Ta'ala so this requires one is that dedicated time for that zikr together with that this constant zikr throughout the day verbal zikr, the zikr of the heart remembering Allah Ta'ala in all his ways and then this aspect of shukr making ourselves constantly engaging in zikr, in shukr there are countless things innumerable things to make shukr about every moment of our life so from time to time these masnoon duas of shukr and expressing the shukr verbally the reality of shukr is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala kullu muti'in lillah fa huwa zakirun one is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala that is the person who in reality is a zakir and he in reality is the shakir also he is truly grateful because he is using all these faculties Allah Ta'ala gave him and all the bounties Allah Ta'ala gave him what will please Allah Ta'ala is using it in that so he is truly being grateful and then to make this effort to bring perfection in our ibadat to improve and enhance this ibadat in dunya we all the time trying to upgrade and update and keep improving and keep getting advanced in everything but now, the, similarly, we have to turn the focus towards upgrading our ibadat. Upgrading how we try to fulfill all the aspects of deen. 
so that we get closer to Allah Taala, and in this way we earn the pleasure of Allah Taala. This will make our dunya also, and it will make our akhirat as well. May Allah Taala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. We'll make zikr for a short while, for three, four minutes, and then make dua inshallah. reported in the Hadith Sharif that Rasulullah says that the person who recites La ilaha illallah a hundred times daily Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah what this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation Allah Ta'ala will give him the tawfiq of righteous amal and this will become the means of this great blessing on the day of Qiyamah when saying La ilaha one should bring to mind that all the ghayrullah all the wrong, all the evil all the dirt and filth in the heart Everything has been thrown out. And illallah, there is this nur that is coming from, the, from above, which is settling in the heart and enlightening it and brightening it. This is the love of Allah Ta'ala. Recite the Rush. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallam Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Rizallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Bima huwa ahlu La ilaha illallah 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa sallam Dil mera ho jaik Meidane hu तू ही तू हो तू ही तू हो तू ही तू 
غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیتا دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناما سیاہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے عرب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ جل جلالہ عم نوالہ محمد رسول اللہ 
Allah. Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Allah, don't take us to task on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Allah, there is nothing we can present, Ya Allah. Allah, we are filled with faults and sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, it's only your grace that we can be saved with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any hisab kitab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you fulfill the pious aspirations of each one, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the difficulties and hardships of each one, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who ask us to make dua for them. Allah, grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fulfill all their pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who are present, Ya Allah. All those who have raised their hands to this dua. Allah, you know of each one's heart, Ya Allah. Allah, you fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us all the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us your marifat and recognition, Ya Allah. Make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Allah, you remove us from the slavery of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Make us your slaves, Ya Allah. Make us your obedient slaves, Ya Allah. Allah, you become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. Allah, you become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all that we have asked for, Ya Allah, grant us, Ya Allah. But we have not asked for and should have been asking, Ya Allah, grant us that as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta al-sami'u al-alim wa tub alayna ya maulana innaka anta al-tawabu al-rahim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina muhammadi wa alihi wa sahabihi wa alihi 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 wa al